0: Well, I uh, started that bumper a little bit too early. That was Christopher Cross. Never be the same again, but um, next time I'll, I'll cue it up better. Uh, this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. I've been filling in all morning for Tim Weisberg, who uh, has had the misfortune of um, having a little surgery for uh, kidney stone. And if you follow Tim's Facebook page, you've seen that he's had a good sense of humor about it, joked about getting to have ice cream, and um, he's... um. Uh, not one to complain, but uh, I've never had a kidney stone, but from what I've uh, heard, it can be very painful uh, passing it. And uh, so, uh, Tim, our thoughts go out to you, and all your listeners, I'm sure, will be happy to have you back. In the meantime, I'm doing the best I can to to fill in your shoes, and uh, we've been having a good time this morning. I, I, I've had a lot of people call to talk about climate change, and we've had some good debates going back and forth as to whether the wind turbines um, are hurt more than help uh, in terms of both climate change and in the region in terms of the, the uh, tension that some believe they have with the fishing industry. I have been less successful in, in, in getting callers to call about the demise of the star store. Um, uh, as I said earlier, the, the, the 20, 22 minutes, uh, I guess the 12 minutes between... Um, uh 809 when it is now and 822 is an open block for callers so if you want to call and talk this morning this is the time to call 508-996-0500 508-996-0500 um as i said i i haven't had a lot of success in in getting folks to talk about the demise of the star store now me and um my friends, which I guess would be the arts crowd in in, in New Bedford, are, are heartbroken about this. I think some of the downtown businesses are, are heartbroken. I think a lot of the people who care about the revival of New Bedford are heartbroken. But we haven't had a lot of callers, and so that leaves me with um, a couple of thoughts. One is that um, as a uh, People are just not really that into it. They're, they're, they're just not that into the arts in downtown New Bedford. For sometimes we get callers who will say that the city pays too much attention to the downtown and not enough to the North End, the Avenue, or the South End, River Street, or the the Peninsula, Brock Avenue. Um, I don't. I don't think that's true. The, the the downtown in any community is the heartbeat, and a healthy downtown is what's going to get you. Um, a healthy community overall uh the biggest number of businesses uh, are in the downtown and the college of visual and performing arts from UMass Dartmouth that has been there the last 20 years has indisputably helped revive that downtown but sometimes you 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 hear this in the city council sometimes a little bit from the state delegation that uh that, yeah, I don't know about the Zaitarian Theater, the Whaling Museum, uh uh the the College of Visual and Performing Arts. Huh, I can take it or leave it. You know, um, you know, put something else in there. We've had State Rep Markey saying, you know, maybe the time has come to put um uh, uh offices or housing there. Uh even Mayor John Mitchell, who supports keeping the Star Store there, has said that if you really can't get it back, you could put something like NOAA offices there. I don't think that there's any acceptable solution except to bring the College of Visual and Performing Arts back to New Bedford. Now, it's not going to be easy because the university system of Massachusetts really has this 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 very odd thing that they've moved to in terms of funding higher education in Massachusetts the last twenty years. And that is that the local branches of the University of Massachusetts cannot, embark on funding or maintenance projects unless they can have enough capital reserves themselves to fund them whereas to my mind the state college system is the better system the state government which is the legislature and the governor have to fund expansions at the state college system the state university system is different the state's university system, as we know, has been led by Martin Meehan for the last uh, uh, five years, uh, a former congressman. Uh, a lot of people think he's too slick to, um, to be trusted. I, I agree with that. Uh, so, you know, the equation that we're being told is that the university can't afford to keep... The College of Visual and Performing Arts in New Bedford because the building needs too much maintenance or the building is too old. Um, you wouldn't say that about the State House, which is obviously even older. You wouldn't say, oh, well, we're going to move out of the State House because keeping that gold dome leafed with gold every 30 years is just too darn expensive. You wouldn't say that. The downtown New Bedford, without that beautiful wedding cake building that is the Star Store, um, if it is not maintained, would be a colossal loss to the city. So I think that we really need to have the delegation get on to the governor and the president of UMass and work something out. All right. I succeeded in getting the lines lit up, so uh, we'll go to them. You're next with Jack Spillane on WBSM.
1: Good morning, Jack. I, had you, I hope you and your family had a, a great uh, safe, wonderful Liberty weekend.
0: Just terrific.
1: I was up at McCoy Stadium for the final inning celebration. It was about 43 to 4,500 people, music all day, face painting, bouncy. Best fireworks I've seen in Southern New England in probably 25 years. It was great. Yep. One of my friends had a medical issue, and so I ended up at Miriam Hospital for four in the morning. But other than that, it was a good time. And um, I that's just. I rolled through just an exhausting weekend but your topic it's obvious that the administration at UMass doesn't want it downtown um one of the guests two of the guests last week talked about two of the professors two of the programs got basically eliminated down there because they they didn't really promote it and go out and seek to get the positions filled that's right shows me something i i was there thursday night a little while when I noticed I went up into the car a little bit, went back across on Union Street on the plot, on the south side, just observing and listening. And I seen about around two two hundred and fifty people. Um I say that's about right. And I used to work high in security and so I know how to estimate crowds and square footage and head counts if I have to and I tend to a little bit of both. And the other thing that I noticed about this was so Mark Montigny and some others were trying to point it out for a couple of years, but yet it still ended in this way, which that tells me they were determined not to be up this. Um, Exactly. Before the downtown, I came back here in 91. I left in 84, and then everything started. So there was definitely an uptick in the traffic and businesses in downtown. There were so many empty storefronts, especially on the ground level. Um, I saw that come up. But I don't think the act community should they should be looked on Union and Pleasant on the northeast side. The four story building, can't remember what that's named, where the congressman's office used to be, and oh yeah, right now the Baker's in there. Yep, and right, that building right there.
0: Yep, I know what that's you mean. Thing. I don't know that's what the name of it is either.
1: Money. But go ahead. And so as far as up up tip in an older building, you're a College of Engineering, structural engineering. What? You, you can't figure this out? There was no desire. But if they can be persuaded to utilize that College of Engineering to buy that building on Union and Pleasant, rebuild it and move on because it does bring it. But I also saw in, in, the, in the showing for people wanting it to still be there, I saw four generations, and you were there, I saw four generations of people, whether it be Swain School of Art, the OBU Connection, this one, those are the ones who also, not just that 120 to 140 students, who are constantly revive, re, reviving and showing up and spending money downtown.
0: You know, you, you have just a great idea. We always, we're all accustomed to the Volc Tech building things around town and giving the, 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 the students experience when they need that experience at, at the Volc Tech High School.
1: Volc Tech, Volk Tech, a lot with a collaborative with the engineering department at UMass up. Yes. Why not? Why don't they? Why don't they have some creative thinking? And then you build. Why, yeah, why youth don't they have some creative the, uh, thinking America and Corps, bring all that into it so the cost won't be as much?
0: Yes, and and, and we, we do have that engineering college out there. I mean, w- w- why wouldn't we make use of it? You know, I, I, they they don't want it, and part of the reason they don't want it is because. The modern campus that they built out in Dartmouth, it's called Brutalist Architecture, and it is brutal. I appreciate it from an art standpoint, but from a a humane standpoint of going to school there, that's something different. That campus out there reportedly needs $200 million worth of, um, is it 200? I think it's 200 million of of, of maintenance that has been deferred. So the, the state of Massachusetts has not kept up those buildings, either in Dartmouth, are in New Bedford, so it seems like they're sacrificing the New Bedford College because they're behind in financing the Dartmouth University.
1: And then they spent all that money was it Mount is at Mount Ida College, which is now just Ida, yep. empty. And they're paying they're paying for maintenance and security of their walls to sit there just empty. Yeah, and, and
0: Mount Ida College has no other purpose than being a place for people to have internships from UMass Amherst. And UMass Amherst is richer than UMass Dartmouth or UMass Boston. UMass Lowell and UMass Amherst, whether they've been better better managed, whether they had easier buildings to maintain, whatever the reason is, those schools now are able to finance themselves because the state law is that you have to be able to have a certain amount of capital reserves to finance yourself. And UMass Dartmouth and UMass Boston are not in that position, so these poor colleges, these poor local schools, you know, are being sacrificed for the for the university branches in Amherst, which is the flagship, and in Lowell, which is not the flagship, was very similar to UMass Dartmouth, Mm -hmm. and it's just a a wrong equation. The state college system does not finance itself that way. When they need new buildings or maintained buildings, they go to the state legislature, and the state legislature realizes that there is a public interest in having higher education campuses across the Commonwealth. That is
1: the greater need is a you know, prejudice yeah. the other
0: people. This, this has been mishandled from the top of state government to the bottom of local government. And people should be really, really mad because something that actually worked, actually worked for New Bedford, is now, you know, you have the mayor going around saying, well, we'll try to save it, but we don't know if we can. We have we have uh, Senator Montigny saying that he just had to protect the taxpayers from Paul Downey, which I agree with, but not at the expense of giving UMass... Dartmouth an excuse to 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 get out of something that they need to do and why can't we have a chancellor like Gene McCormick we have the succession of chancellors from Florida from central Massachusetts we don't have anybody and there are people over there who could do the job who would know why closing the star store is not a good idea instead we're saddled with 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 these people who are really just careerists people who just make a career of being university administrators uh, Carl, I think you, you, you have it right on the button. They, they, they just don't want to do it.
1: And and, and I think when, when you started this, and I'll let it go, let somebody else come in. You also said something very important about, or well, you said it twice in two different ways, about people not calling. Maybe this just a defeatism. Like, it's, what's it going to be worth? They know it's already been decided. Yes,
0: and this is defeatism in New Bedford, I think, that you haven't seen that much of, but it's reared its head again,
1: you know. It used to be there, and the Star Store was one of them places, along with your things yeah. that were connected to it. It kind of brought us back. No, we yeah. have a chance. And, it and with Mayor Cal-
0: us. Yeah, and it seemed with Mayor Kalis, Mayor Lang, and Mayor Mitchell, we had gone beyond that, but in Senator Martigny, too. I'll, I'll give him credit, but they, they all seem to have reverted to type. Anyway, you're a great caller. Thanks for calling. Thank you we got another guy on the line, or a gal on the line. You're next with Jack Spillane on WBSM.
1: Good morning, Jack. Good morning. Um, You know, I think definitely, like you said, the the ruining of this started from, you know, every every part of our government. You know, definitely the mayor, you know, definitely Mr. Montigny. Uh, I think that these guys worry about a lot of stuff that I you think you think about I just heard the mayor talk about how we need a new uh new city hall and it's gonna cost I think you said around four hundred million dollars. Okay. Um they always go for the for the low, low hanging fruit. Anything that takes a little bit of effort to work on for the city, it seems like it, it gets put on the back burner a lot of times. And, and but who would you say dropped the ball here and, and, and locally speaking, who would you say has dropped the ball here on this everyone.
0: It Everyone, everyone, Everyone. in in all honesty, I, I think a lot of people trying to do the right thing just drop the ball. I, I, I you know, I, I've known Mike Montigny for a long time. I agree with him actually on most policy matters, but I think he, he, he was trying to force them. You know, well, the biggest problem, and I've said this in my columns, is the university system doesn't want it, and the UMass Dartmouth doesn't want it. But I think Senator Montigny thought he could outfox them by not funding it. You know, never dreaming that they would close the whole down school in two weeks. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, and if he did dream that, then that's that's sad. I also think that it's really sad to see developer paul downey you know really just view this as simply an opportunity to make a buck i I mean he's made a lot of money over the years you know on on this school Uh, umass decides not to take it for a dollar he's hired ninety thousand dollars with the lobbyists out there lobbying for them to to keep paying him more money i can see why senator montigny didn't want to do that but in all honesty i i just would have wished that that Mr. Downey and he's welcome to come on the program or to talk to me for my column would have more interest in in the education of the city and the and the success of the downtown listen Carl I'm up against a break I've got to go to a commercial but uh thanks for calling you and good points all <clears throat> A little bit of the Eagles. Uh, uh, this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. I think I thought I needed to bring my blood pressure down a little bit uh, after that last uh, uh, segment where we had some two great callers about the star store. I was worried that nobody really cared about the College of Visual and Prof. Farming Arts in downtown New Bedford. It just seemed that 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 no one really was calling. And maybe people disagree with me that that it really has been the. The heart of the revival of downtown New Bedford these last twenty years, and and the closure of that school in just two weeks, um, with with people, you know, seeming to shrug their shoulders and saying, "Hey, what can we do?" It's not that it's not that uh, Senator Martigny and Mayor Mitchell and and Representative Cabral and others haven't been trying, but they just haven't been sharp enough to deal with UMass Dartmouth and uh, the UMass system under President Martin Me and and. And um, developer Paul Donny, Who seemed more determined To get their aims uh, met Than than others did uh, uh, We have Adam Bass Coming up with the news shortly So I won't go to a caller yet But when we come back I hope people will call in And talk more about their own experience In downtown New Bedford These last 20 years and what it was like Before the Star Store came And, and what it was like When New Bedford was really depressed When the only shop on on um, Union Street, to speak of Lower Union, was Jimmy Connor's pub, and where the uh, magazine store in Elaine's T-shirts on Purchase Street were the only places to shop. That's before No Problemo, before the Baker, before Green Bean, before Celia's, before. Uh, Uh, Calico, all those great places that came in these last 20 years, all of them associated with the artisans and the craftsmen, the people that did weaving, the people that did uh, ceramics, that that did printmaking and and painting and sculpture. Those are the people that you want in a downtown. That's what makes New Bedford special. That's how we're different from Brockton, how we're different from Fall River. And, And the people... Have ju- and that UMass in particular. Let's 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 give uh, some focus to UMass. Has just been willing to say, eh, we're just not that into it. Like Jack Berger in Sex in the City, he's just not that into you. It turns out that UMass Dartmouth is just not that into New Bedford. All right, my blood pressure is still high, but we'll go to Adam Bass with the eight thirty
2: news. Thank you, Jack. And here are some of the national stories we're following. Russian President Vladimir Putin plans to meet with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un this month. That's according to multiple re- reports which cite U.S. and allied officials. According to the officials, the leaders will meet on the east coast of Russia to discuss the possibility of North Korea providing weapons for Russia's ongoing war with Ukraine. Last week, the White House said Putin and Kim Jong-un had exchanged letters in arms negotiations between the two countries were advancing. Two Republican candidates for president continue to give one another the cold shoulder, despite being in the same place at the same time. Yesterday, former former vice president Mike Pence and fellow GOP candidate Vivek Ramaswamy were both in Salem, New Hampshire for Labor Day picnic. Despite being about 20 feet from each other, neither candidate made an effort to shake hands, let alone make eye contact. The two have been at odds since the first GOP debate in Milwaukee after repeated onstage clashes. Attorneys for convicted killer and disbarred former member Alex Murdoch are filing a motion for a new trial. Murdoch was convicted in March of killing his wife Maggie and son Paul. Now, his defense team is planning on holding a news conference later today to discuss their newly filed motion for a new trial. The attorneys say their request is based on what they're describing as, quote, discovered evidence. The conference is scheduled for 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the South Carolina State House grounds. A pregnant woman, her unborn child, and her husband are all dead following a shooting Monday afternoon in Ohio. According to reports, the woman's brother opened fire on the victims at a park in Maple Heights as they were out celebrating Labor Day holiday. He's now in custody. A teenager who was also at the park yesterday was grazed by a bullet but escaped serious injury. There's been no word on a motive for the attack. Police in Pennsylvania are still searching for an escaped inmate that they call extremely dangerous. Trey Thomas reports.
3: Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens said they are working to find convicted murderer
1: Danilo Cavalcante and want to make sure no one is hurt in the process. We are asking residents to check on their neighbors. If they're not at home, please let us know so we can check their property in their absence. Cavalconte was allegedly seen
3: on video in Pocopson Township west of Philadelphia and near the Chester County prison where he escaped from. I'm Trey Thomas.
2: And in sports, the Boston Red Sox defeated the Tampa Bay Rays last night 7-3. Game two of their three-game series is today at 6.40 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Our warming trend continues this week. No relief until we head into the weekend. But for today, just expect it to be humid and hot. We'll be reaching a high near 88 degrees today. Overnight tonight, clear and humid with a low of 67 degrees. And for tomorrow, partly sunny and humid, high near 86 degrees. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 73 degrees in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Cause his child, Jesus Cause he lights the main,
3: And he sends him to the finest school in
2: town Leave on, leave on, likes his money
0: All right, it's Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. Uh, uh, I think I, I bumped that one up too quickly, but uh, I'll I'll learn that gradual fade uh, before too long. Uh, that was um, Elton John singing Leave On from the Madman Across the Water. And I feel like an album, which is one of the great early albums of Elton John, I feel like... Uh, madman across the water uh, with my blood pressure going up over the the star school's demise in downtown new bedford this morning uh if you feel the same give me a call 508-996-0500 the lines are open 508-996-0500 you can get in now um you know uh you know, maybe it really isn't that important. I have talked to a merchant or two who said, well, you know, I think a lot. Of, there's a lot going on in downtown New Bedford. Maybe the College of Visual Arts and Performing Arts is not really the most important thing. I think that that is a, a, a misunderstanding of the situation because I don't think that you get the galleries. I don't think that you get the museums. I don't think that you get the whole kind of hip art scene that you have in downtown New Bedford without that college. But we have a call in the line, so let's go to them. You're next on WBSM with Jack Spillane.
4: Oh good morning, Jack. Good morning. Black. <laughs>
0: Black. <laughs> I need to.
4: Um I think that everybody's got an emotional attachment to the stock I mean, yeah, what you're saying about, you know, the economy downtown kind of spruced up with the young folks coming in, but I just think it's it's kind of like when you have a vehicle that you love, and, you, and things start breaking down, and you start repairing it, and then all of a sudden you say, oh, "Is it worth me sinking another thousand into it, or another five hundred, or whatever?" You know, you have to kind of make a decision that it's going to cost too much to bring it back, and I think that's what's happened at the at the um, star store, because when the state's paying to renovate, they have to bring everything. Everybody's going to bring things up to code when they buy, but when it's uh, state funded, they have to bring everything to green. It's going to be a, it's a whole different level, and it costs like twice as much to repair and to and to update. And I don't know if anyone has mentioned that, but I do know that if a private person buys it, or uh, it's it, it, it's different when they bring things up to code. They don't have to stick to the initiatives that they have to. Or um, anything that's funded by the taxpayers, so that is, um, I think, part of the problem. Why?
0: So, is, is so look at and- well, well, let me just approach it from this point because you used the car analogy, which is, I think is a good analogy. So you have that car, and, and, and obviously it's bit the dust. So you 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 have your money, and you think, well, should I just go down and, and take this uh, five grand that I have, and should I just put it? on, um, that used car lot down the street that says, um, uh, runs like a top, uh, uh $6,000 and buy that and buy that, you know, Toyota that's down in the used car lot. Or do I go mm-hmm. to a reputable dealer that says, I can sell sell you a three-year-old car. Only one little old lady owned it. And this car is going to cost you $10,000, but, you know, it only has 20,000 miles on it. And they say, no, I'm going to buy the one for $6,000 because I can't afford the one for $10,000. And then a year after you buy the one for $6,000, you know, it has broken like down and you got to sell it all over again. So my Point of view is you put that money into the maintenance, and it it, it everybody that goes into uh, a sandwich shop in downtown New Bedford that pays ten dollars, everybody that goes into a, a a used clothing shop or a um, uh, a gallery on Aha Night and all those things, they're all bringing money. The, the, the people that come into the Zitarians, another part of the art scene, they're all bringing money into the downtown. Now that building closes and it's closed. It's empty now. Say that that, that, say that. developer down, he says, well, I think I can make it into housing, but it's going to take me three or four years to um, get the um, tax credits and get the uh, the state grants. And by the time he gets all that ready, it's not two, three or four years. It's seven or eight years. And a big building like that right in the middle of downtown New Bedford has been empty and the roof is falling in the um the, uh, right. the, you know, we could have a situation like the Keystone Building where the whole thing collapsed one night and there's been a hole for 20 years in
4: the middle of Jack Union Street. Excited. Jack, you're getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are I worth getting excited that. about. But but one thing is, uh, honestly, it's it's not the responsibility of UMass Dartmouth to keep downtown vitalized. And, you know, I understand that they've been there 20 years. The heck it is years. not.
0: The heck it is not the responsibility of UMass Dartmouth. That university exists for us to to, to educate the working people of New Bedford and Greater New Bedford. And if the economy is bad here, then then there's not going to be any ability for that university to function because there'll be no tax base. It is directly connected to the tax base of New Bedford. No, I'm
4: saying it's not their responsibility to you know, be the driving force for downtown, if that's what you're kind of saying. It's it's really not their responsibility no, I, to I, look
0: I, on that. I think Senator Montigny was right, that it is their responsibility. Senator Montigny says tw- 20 years ago, Chancellor Crusty wow. did not want to locate it in downtown New Bedford, and he said, You will locate it in downtown New Bedford because you have a responsibility. We are the taxpayer. The say university does not exist without the taxpayers of New Bedford. All the other towns are much smaller around here. It's New Bedford that keeps that. that that's why you have a regional university here. It's directly connected to our economy. I know, but-
4: Another thing I hear is that, you know, they want to pull out a new Bedford. They have, you know, Southend. They have uh, the C-Lab program going. I've heard that, too. You know, I think they've got three different – well, it would have been four with the Star Store, but three different, um, you know – we're not branches, but you know what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, this there, branches, but 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 they're not. There's only two big ones: S. Mast and the CVPA. The other things are very small outfits, you know, an office or or, or two. It's it, it, the CVPA, the College of Visual and Performing Arts, and and S. Mast are the big mm-hmm. ones. But we got another call on the line, so I'm going to go. go. Sure. You are a good call. Okay. Thank you. You take care, Jack. You're Next on WBSM with Jack Spillane. Are you there? You're next on WBSM with Jack's Blaine. Maybe you've gone. How about this one? You're next on WBSM yes, with Jack's Jack,
3: Blaine. Hello, How are you? Good. As you know, I agree with you on this. Uh, you know, when are we going to get our lollipop from the state? You know, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not
0: even a lollipop. We earned that lollipop. <laughs> well, we, we, I, no, no question. I agree
3: with you. I'm sorry I put it that way, <laughs> you know. Uh, but uh, you know, what are they going to put there? An oceanarium? What are they going to put there? A casino? Uh, and, and as far as housing, I watched... Uh, uh, it was NECN, and I think the gentleman's name is Mr. Rooney. I believe he's the uh, head of the uh, of the uh, Chamber of Commerce in Boston. And they were talking about try to rehab old buildings like that. And he was saying that to try to put that, uh, you know, uh, housing in those buildings, it, almost impossible because you're going to replumb the whole thing for. Kitchens and baths.
0: The same excuse has been used for every historic preservation building that's ever been done. The same excuses were given when they tried to start the National Park yep. and they wanted to preserve yep. the Corson building and all the buildings down there. The, the same excuses that yep. it'll cost you too much money, yep. you can't do it. Well, and again, look what no, happened.
3: No, no, he was saying about making the, the, that those buildings into housing. It's not going to be done into housing. Uh, not, not easily, so not easily, not easily. Not easily, it's too much money, and he was talking about Boston, not about us, so it applies, it applies here. We've got to get something, the, the state's got to tell uh, Marty Meehan and tell uh, Mr. Fuller there that that's going to be done as, as planned, because uh, they work for the state, and uh, they'll do... I believe what the governor and the state legislature does. they got to come through for us with this.
0: I have to say, the only politician, the way you said it is exactly the way it needs to be. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, they, not, not ask. They have to tell them. And the only person that seems to have it right is former Mayor Scott Lang. I'm wondering if there should be a writing campaign well, for him. Well,
3: let's put it for Scott Lang. I heard him the other day. He would be a perfect uh, mediator in a meeting between the state and all the, the stakeholders and stuff in this to try to come about with some solution.
0: Uh, or, or, or a lawyer representing the students, you know, uh, for, for, for a class action suit, suing the university for not delivering well, again, what they said they were going to deliver, yes, the, uh, su- the city of New Bedford oh, yeah. suing them for, well, well, for reneging on the dollar deal.
3: crazy here, Jack. Yeah. As far hmm. as I'm concerned, uh, a guy, a person like Scott Line, who has, uh, you know, background in negotiations and, and things like that, would be the perfect person to try to bring all the parties together, uh, not to go to the mattresses and want to kill people and stuff like that, but to get them to put that investment into that building. Otherwise, like you say, yeah, I fear you're just going to have another big hole there in a few years. Yeah. I don't know what Mr. Downey is going to do with it. I don't think he can do anything with it, to tell you the truth, because, uh, you know, who's going to want to go into that building uh,
0: uh, the way it is right now. Okay, listen, Joe, i got to go to a all break, right, but, but right. you're a good caller. I Are you on tomorrow calling. again or no? I don't know. We'll see how j- Tim is doing.
3: Okay,
1: take care. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> I found a love for me. Darling, just dive right in.
3: Follow my lead
1: found a girl beautiful and sweet. Well, I never knew you were the someone waiting for me. Cause
0: we- All right, that's Ed Sharon with Perfect. And um, uh, I think this morning we've been talking about uh, the perfect being the en- enemy of the good. Uh, I, I, I've had a good time bringing to your attention this issue with the College of Visual and Performing Arts possibly leaving downtown New Bedford. I, I say possibly because I don't think it's over yet. Uh, we've had some callers that agreed with me, some callers that disagreed with me, but I think this is important an important issue, a seminal issue for the city of New Bedford going forward. Uh, it's, it's not that we can't live without the university, but why would we want to? And I think that the delegation members... Senator Montigny, Representative Cabral, Representative Hedricks. I've known them all for a long time. They're good men. I've known Mayor Mitchell for a long time. He's a good man. Uh, I would even say that that um, uh, University President Martin Meehan and, and uh, Chancellor Mark Fuller have have good qualities to them. But good people sometimes make the wrong decisions. And we have a university system that is driven by a financing of the uh expansion and maintenance of buildings that is based on on fees and 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 tuition of of students when it should be based on the taxpayers of the whole commonwealth they are looking at this uh, thing in this this campus in downtown new bedford through the wrong equation we have legislative members who trying to do the best they could a mayor trying to do the best they could took their eye off the ball in my opinion and got outfoxed by the university and the developer. And so I have spent this hour, you know, getting your calls and trying to, to, um, to say to South Coast, are we, are we paying attention to what's happening here? Because this is, could really be a disastrous event for the city of New Bedford, and let's try to stop it, to nip it in the bud. We have a few more minutes uh, uh, for a quick call if you want to call 508-996-0500. Um, other news that's been breaking lately is that the mayor suggested uh, late last week, and I, th- I think he, w- he was talking about a long-term um, equation, that we need a new city hall, which is good. In that we. But we there are things that we need before then which are the new the 100-year-old elementary schools, a new high school, a new uh, a, a Volk tech high school that is capable of admitting all the kids that want to go there, a new police station, another new fire station in the North End, probably. We need all those things. But let's not take our eye off the ball that economic development is not the golden goose that brings us those things, that brings us the kind of tax base we need. And a college in downtown New Bedford is a really big part of that, so I hope I hope people um, will realize that. If they don't agree with it, I'll, I hope they'll they'll call in to some of the other hosts and tell them what would be good to put there in place of the College of Visual and Performing Arts, because I don't think that there is a a an easy fix. Uh, we'll go to the last break of the hour for more commercials.
3: It's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. That makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag rolled up and stashed behind your
1: couch. And it's knowing I'm not shackled by forgotten words and bonds and the ink stains that are dried upon some line.
3: That keeps you in the back roads by the rivers of my memory. It keeps you ever gentle
0: on my mind. All right, that's Glenn Campbell, the great Len, late Glenn Campbell with Gentle on My Mind, one of my all-time favorite uh, country ballads. Uh, this is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. I've had a great time this morning, as usual, sitting in for Tim Weisberg will hopefully be back soon. He's recovering from some kidney surgery, uh, uh, kidney stone surgery. And um, we uh, uh, hope Tim will be back soon. If you want to see how he's doing, check out his Facebook page. Uh, you can see he's taking the whole thing uh, with uh, great humor. We've been talking about the um, College of Visual and Performing Arts in downtown New Bedford most of the morning. A little bit about climate change and the wind industry. I've appreciated all your calls. Uh, This is a great station and and just great callers. Uh, uh, The community conversation is what it's all about. Uh, That's how we work things out in a civilized society. That's how people from the right and the left uh, agree to disagree civilly without going to war with each other, without um, categorizing the other party as evil. And uh, the callers of WBSM are exactly like that, and I've appreciated them greatly. Uh, we have about thirty seconds uh, to come in. Uh, I can see that Marcus Farrow is here and in the building, uh, and I'm sure he has a great show as usual this morning. Uh, and Adam Bass will be coming up with the news and the national news shortly. In the meantime, I'm just filibustering a little bit because we don't have enough time for a call. But if you want to read the rest of my work, you can read my my column in the New Bedford Light, newbedfordlight.org dot org. It's there once a week and. Um,